Podcast Answer Man, episode number 430. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And well, my friends, I've got to start off the episode by saying Happy New Year to each and every single one of you. Here at the beginning of the new year is a perfect time for us to start working on new goals And perhaps some of you in 2016 have it in your list of goals to write that book, something you've been putting off for years now. This year, 2016, is the year that you're going to become an author. Well, in today's episode, I have a conversation that I'm going to be sharing with you with my friend, Kerry Oberbrunner, and he and I are going to talk about writing a book and creating a business and products and services around a book. And also, we'll be announcing a webinar that Carrie and I are doing about becoming an author in 2016 this coming Tuesday, January 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want some information about that, stay tuned. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But before I get to the interview, I do have two things I want to share with you. First of all, I got to let you know that my own course, Podcasting A to Z, is coming up. The 23rd session is this Monday, January 4th, and I do still have a few spots available. If you're looking to create a podcast in 2016 and it's your goal to get launched with your very own show that is transforming people's lives on a consistent basis, then I would love to have the opportunity to be your personal coach walking you through every step in the process over the next four weeks. If that's interesting to you, head over to podcastinga2z.com. The other thing I wanted to share with you is an experience that I had streaming the live recording of my podcast for Family from the Heart. This is a podcast that I do every week with my wife on Thursday mornings. Over the past several months, my wife and I have been streaming that podcast on Thursday mornings using Periscope. Now, that has been working great for us, but there's something new and something I think is actually really exciting, and it's Facebook Live. Now, you may or may not already have this active on your account, but this is now starting to be rolled out to all personal accounts, this thing called Facebook Live. And you'll need a mobile app to do this. And what you would do is you would open up the mobile Facebook app, click the status button like you're getting ready to put do a whole brand new status update. And if your app has it, down at the bottom, there's a row of icons like the camera icon, Uh, You can tag people, you can do smiley faces, you can check in or do a locate, you know, share your location of where you're at when you're doing that status update. And if you have this rolled out to you, there's a little icon of a little avatar, if you will, with two circles around it, and it's the logo for the live stream or Facebook Live. If you click that, it'll give you the ability to go live on Facebook. And then what you do is you just uh, have to give it access to your microphone and your camera. And then it will ask you to describe what it is you're about ready to stream live. 
you type in what you're going to do. For example, this morning I did live recording of episode number such and such of Family from the Heart, and then I hit the little button, and the next thing you know, we are streaming live to Facebook on our timeline, and I, I will tell you, it is incredible. Now, first of all, what's different about, there are a couple differences about Facebook streaming live versus Periscope, which is ran by Twitter. First thing that I notice is that it's a square image. Instead of it being either horizontal or sideways or whatever, vertical video and all that other stuff, I don't have any preferences one way or the other. It, it just means that you just need to be aware of that when you're framing your shot. I kind of like it on the app because if I was actually streaming live and I was going to use the app to interface with people, I would actually be able to see the chat messages in the bottom half of the screen while seeing what they're seeing on the top, the video stream on the top. So I kind of like that. The chat messages are, I think, handled a lot better in Facebook Live versus Periscope because the chats don't show up for just like a second and then disappear into the ether, but instead... Uh, you always get, I think it's usually the most recent four messages that are put into the comments of the video stream that are always viewable until a new comment comes on and then it drops off the fifth one and, and then then that new one plus the most recent three before that, those comments always stay there visible as those comments are coming in. The other thing I like about the comments with Facebook is when you're finished with that video, It keeps the recording of that video in your timeline and it also keeps every comment that came in. So for example, when I was finished with my live stream of our Family from the Heart podcast today, I went into the comment section and clicked on the little thing that says view all comments. And then what I did is I hit like on each person that commented and I hit reply and I personally thanked each of them with a follow-up comment. Uh, saying thank you so much for coming to our live stream today. And of course, I also said Happy New Year. So I liked that aspect of it as well. Another difference that I noticed in Facebook Live versus Periscope, I noticed the audio wasn't quite as full as it could be. I I think that they're doing a lot of compression on the audio. I mean, it it works fine for live streaming and everything like that, but it's not it's not the highest sample rate. It doesn't have the highest quality. It just seems a little bit more compressed than what I personally would prefer. And I think it's actually the audio is a little bit more compressed than what you get with Periscope. But still, I I like it more for everything that I've shared already. But also, what I really love about it is that when you're broadcasting live. Right now, at least, Facebook is giving preferential treatment to your live streaming video in the newsfeed of every single person who follows you or who is your friend on Facebook. That means that, for example, if I go to Facebook.com right now, let me just go ahead and do that. And uh, at the very top, right now in my news feed, it's actually showing me just the recent posts of the people that I follow. What this tells me is that of all of the friends that I follow on Facebook, none of them right now are currently streaming live. So let's just say that I'm, right now I'm friends with almost 5,000 people. I've got another 1,000 that follow me. But of the 5,000 people that I'm friends with on Facebook, I probably 
only follow, let's just say, three or 400 of those people. That means that there are 300 to 400 people who could potentially show up in my newsfeed. But what I can guarantee you is that if any one of them were to post a, a picture, just your typical standard Facebook updates, right? If any one of those three to 400 people, there's a chance that I may not see that post in my timeline because of edge rank and stuff like that. However, what I can tell you is that if any one of those three to 400 people were to actually click the live streaming functionality of Facebook Live, I would instantly see it and it would stay at the very top of my newsfeed. It would always be the number one first thing I see in my newsfeed is the fact that if that were you, that you're broadcasting live. And if there were three or four or five of you, that would be the first three or four or five things that I see in my newsfeed is just who's broadcasting live right now. So they are giving major preferential exposure to live streaming video. And as a result of this, now with when I stream on Periscope, I typically will see somewhere around 15, sometimes maybe as, tw- as many as 20, 25 people who will hang out and watch the live recording of our podcast. Now, when we did Facebook today, we saw at points we had 60, 70, 85, and, and sometimes even more than that, people watching live on the stream. And the reason why is because we showed up at the very top of everyone's timeline for the entire duration of that live stream. And that means a lot more exposure and a lot more engagement. Another thing that I did not like about Periscope is that by default with Periscope, once you have finished your recording, it saves it for 24 hours, but then it's gone forever. I mean, gone completely. Now, with the Facebook Live, it stays, it, it records, it stays in your timeline, so it's automatically saved in your timeline, and not only that, but the folks can watch it later, and so um, I'm looking here, the first recording that we did today already has 399 views, so Definitely a lot more engagement and a lot more interaction. It's easier to follow comments. It's easier to follow up on comments and tag people in comments to say thank you afterwards. Your The video was preserved in your timeline that you can watch later. It's easy to share it. Um, it Facebook Live is pretty cool. And the only significant limitation so far that I found today It seems that right now there is a 30-minute limit to your live stream. So Family from the Heart is typically a a one-hour-a-week podcast, and 30 minutes into the episode today, the video basically just said, I'm sorry, live stream is over. And so we had to stop in the middle of our podcast recording, and I had to go up and fire up a second stream to finish it up. Now, at least knowing this ahead of time, I'll be able to prepare that next week. Stephanie and I will set a timer when we start the live stream, and I'll probably set it for about 25 minutes, and then I will be able to pause in our recording, and then I'll be able to address those who are watching live and let them know that I'm about ready to stop the 
the live stream and we'll start another one and how they can get access to it by simply going to facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. So anyway, Facebook Live, it's here. It's available to practically everyone now. Uh, if it's available to me, it's probably available to you. It seems like I'm always the last one to get these things rolled out to. But uh, if you don't have it now, it should be coming soon. Just look for it in the Facebook app. When you go to click and add a new status, just look for that little new icon that appears down there. It'll alert you when it becomes available. But Facebook live streaming for my podcast, I'm going to switch over to that from Periscope. My only hope is that they'll extend the duration of that beyond 30 minutes, but until then, I'll just deal with it. And well, my friends, I told you that I have a pre-recorded interview with my friend Carrie Oberbrunner here in this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man, and if it is your goal to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level by writing a book this year, then I believe that this interview and also the webinar that Carrie and I are getting ready to do on Tuesday is going to be very beneficial to you. So check it out. Here we go right now. Carrie, I am so glad to get you here on Podcast Answer Man. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, Cliff. You know, it has been about a year and a half ago when we first met. We were introduced through our mutual friend, Dan Miller. And I was so blown away by the fact that when you came into town for a baseball game, you stopped over and brought some some gifts, man. Well, hey, you know, I, I think that was the first baseball game I had been to in 20 years. But my business partner loves baseball. And so, hey, I went. But I really went to, to see you. Don't tell him that. <laughs> nice. Well, when you came, you came bearing gifts and, and you had two books in your hand and one was for myself and one was for my wife. Tell me what those books were and, and how did they come about? I believe I gave you Your Secret Name, which is a book that really helps people reset their self-image set point. We all have what's called an internal thermostat where Everybody wakes up and sees themselves as a certain number, you know, a number a number two, number three on a 10 scale. And the problem is, is that you're never going to outperform your own self-image. And so this book was really written back when I had recently gone through a struggle of my own, um, emerging from an addiction of self-injury, where I saw myself as someone who was worth less and that journey that I took to get out of that, and it's, uh, it's just a fantastic book about how to reset your self-image set point, and it's really found through a relationship with God, and it's got this great promise from a, a book in uh, Scripture that talks about a new name written on a white stone, and then I also gave you a book, um, Day Job to Dream Job, and that book is all about how in nine steps, how to go pro with your passion and turn it into a full-time gig. Love it. Well, obviously, that's a huge passion of mine because I was able to trade in the day job and pursue what I'm actually living today, which is a dream job. So I, I, I do appreciate that. So tell me these books. I mean, have you always been an author? Or the, how, how did the books come about? Yeah, well, I, I really think that a lot of people have a message inside. And I mean, 
statistics show any any survey you go to, it's around 81, 82% of people want to write a book. They feel like that's what they're supposed to do. And yet very few people ever do it. And to kind of steal and twist a quote from Oliver, Oliver Wendell Holmes, most people die not with their song still inside them, but with their story still inside them. And Cliff, I know your transformation recently, physically, and you've been able to share that story on my podcast. And and yet, when it's in book form, it's still a classic medium that I don't care how digital we get, books are just this thing that are timeless and I always wanted to write a book, but I but I faced rejection just like the traditional stories go, and I got denied, uh, and I just felt like throwing throwing in the towel, giving up. But I pushed through it, and I finally did get a traditional book contract way back in two thousand and three, and my first book came out back then with relevant books. And then book two came, book three came with a contract with Zondervan. And I thought I, I thought I struck gold. You know, I thought, here I am, Zondervan, the largest Christian publisher in, in the world. And of course, they've merged with Thomas Nelson and HarperCollins and all that. But back then, I thought, this is, this is it. And in reality, it wasn't it. Even though I was three times published traditionally and in bookstores, Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, Borders, the whole thing. I didn't know how to build a business around it. And sadly, I made three critical mistakes that kept me in my day job way longer than I should have been there because I didn't know how to turn a book into a business. Fast forward years later, and I've been able to not only do it three times over myself with book four, five, and six, but now I actually train people. I train people how to create amazing businesses around books. Can you tell us, you said you made three mistakes. What were those mistakes that you made? Yeah. Number one, I, I did what most authors do. I treated my book like a business card. Now, Cliff, I know you're a reader. Last time I checked, business cards don't change lives. Right. I mean, you go to a conference, you get tons of business cards, maybe the person behind the business card, maybe the relationship behind it, but business cards themselves never change lives. This is what I was told. I was told, Carrie, your, your book is your business card. And sadly, most people take business cards at the end of a conference and they throw them in the trash or they put them on their dresser drawer and they forget about them. And so number one, I treated my book as a business card. Number two, Wait, before, I, before, oh, you, yeah, before you go to number two, I, I got to say, I have some very well-respected friends uh, and the, the, this is the first time I've ever actually heard somebody say that treating your book like a business card is a mistake. I, I've actually heard others say, you know, hey, you know, writing a book and being an author is great. But you have to understand it, it's really just a business card, an introduction to who you are and what you have to offer. And so this is a radical difference. <laughs> now, here's what I can say yeah. in, in, in respect to uh, out of respect to those who I've heard say this. Yeah, um, I do see where they're coming from. And I agree with a lot of that. It, you know, a bit, it mm-hmm. is it can be used and can be have the have, lead lead generation. Yeah. It, right. It, it can be. It can be. But I see where you're coming from where is is if you actually treat your book as nothing more than a business card, 
that could be a mistake. You and I go to conferences. You've seen it. You've 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 seen someone run up to you so excited, unbelievably excited. They hand you their book. They say, "Cliff, I want you to have a copy of my new book." And you flip it over. There's five fonts on the back. There's three versions of clip clip art. You know, you you begin to flip through it. You see errors in grammar. In other words, what they did was they jumped on one of these things that said, you know, write your physical book in, you know, two hours or as came across my email the other day, become a best-selling author and never write one word. Now, I get it. I get what they're saying. Maybe they're talking about talking your book out, maybe. But there's this stereotype out there that says, and again, we have mutual friends that do use books as business cards, as lead generators. And once I explain the other two mistakes, they'll, it'll all make sense. But unfortunately, they don't put much heart, soul, uh, excellence in their book because this is just a business card. Here, hey, check out my book. You know, this will get me in the door. Who cares what it says? Who cares what, what it adds to your life? Cliff, I know you put everything into what you do as far as your work goes. Me too. So to me, from day one, before I even write one word, I already create, get this, 15 streams of income that will flow from that one book. Nice. And I'll share those you know, in a moment with everybody because I think they'll have their minds blown that, yeah, a book is a business that creates 15 other streams of income potentially. We'll definitely come back to that before we end. So let's talk <laughs> about your second mistake. Yeah. Number two, I, I treated my book as the, as the uh, end of a relationship. I was so excited when I got invited to go across town, whatever, a couple hours away, show up, very low honorarium. This was way back in the day. And yet, you know, oh, I'm going to sell all, all these books, I told my wife. And after doing that about twice, I, I thought, what am I doing? You know, I, I sell a book here for a few dollars, barely can fill up a tank of gas to get back. And I would never see these people again. And I didn't know if my words that I spoke would affect them. I didn't know if the book would would, would, you know, change their lives. I, I never saw them again. And that's how I thought this was supposed to work. You're not supposed to have a relationship with your reader long-term. So that was the second mistake. Okay. And number three, I treated my book as a single product. And I've seen this happen with people online where, you know, already a book comes out and a month later, they're like, Hey folks, I'm, I'm working on my next book. And I'm like, Whoa, what are you talking about? You're, you're leaving so much influence, impact, and income on the table because you're not recognizing that your book is not just a single product. You know, we've mentioned him, Dan Miller. Dan and Joanne and I created an event off of the book I referenced, Day Job to Dream Job. It's called Escaping Shawshank. It was life-changing for 30 people last summer, and it was a part of the book, Day Job to Dream Job. It was just one of those streams of income. It, it, it pushed way past the single product mistake that I used to have. So the, the three mistakes um, are treating the book just like just as a business card, uh, treating the book as the end of the relationship or the end all be all, the, the means to the end or the end of the means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third mistake is treating it as a single product rather than a, a 
piece to the bigger puzzle of what you have to offer for life transformation. Exactly. Got it. All right. So 15 streams of income. That sounds pretty intriguing. Do you have, <laughs> do you have the list in front of you? Yeah. And they've all, they've all worked. I mean, all this right. is, this gonna, isn't, it's not theory. So we're going to count these down. Let's start with number one. Number one, audiobook. All right. Okay, so they're going to start lower, uh, lower end products, and then they're going to escalate. But yeah, right. today, today you can do an audiobook with your book. Why not? You know, people run like yourself, exercise. A lot of people listen to books that way. Number two, ebook. Okay. So take that same book, repurpose it as an ebook. Every smartphone is a Kindle. You can access it. Excellent. Number three, hardcovers. Today, you can take your book, and if you know the right tools, you can turn that book into a hardcover, which used to be the mark, the standard in the business. Wow, you have a hardcover. I mean, you've arrived because the publisher knows that there is a less profit margin, and so they really believe in you. So that's number three, a hardcover. Number four, obviously, the soft cover. So those are four Streams of income, obviously, with the book itself. Now we're going to bump into other ones. So number five, a mastermind. I created with Day Job to Dream Job, the Dream Job Boot Camp Mastermind. And it was fantastic. I had people from all different uh, industries. We had a lawyer. We had fitness. We had VA. I mean, we had all different kinds of people come and invest significantly, not only just in the mastermind and the relational aspect, but now we had curriculum that was already developed, the book. I don't call it repurposing, Cliff. I call it pre-purposing. Very different. A lot of people say, oh, I got this content out there. I'm going to go repurpose it, not me. Before I write word one, I say I'm going to pre-purpose this content and it's going to then turn into this, 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 and this. Just like any good business person does. They so begin with the end in mind. Before we go on to number six, I want to I want to camp out here at the uh, Mastermind for just a second. Uh, the Mastermind group, you said about 30 people, or no, that was the event. How many people were in the Mastermind that you ran? I've had uh, back-to-back years of about a dozen people in 2014 and a dozen people in 2015. All right, and how long is the commitment for people who go through this? The Mastermind was a 12-month commitment. It included a one live meetup. And again, you know, when I first started my first Mastermind, I was like, wow, how much should I charge and this type of thing? And, and it was about 3,000 for the year. And you know, now I look at that and we know people that charge 10 times that for a mastermind. But again, you got to start somewhere. When you first start your mastermind, you're kind of nervous. Would anybody pay that? And everyone who went through it said, Carrie, the relationship that I got from this, the content, the value was off the charts. And think about that, Cliff. You take three times 12, that's $36,000. That is oodles more than any author is ever going to make, even traditionally published, even with a book advance. The average book advance today, according to uh, all the research and our mutual friend David Hancock, uh, is about $500 advance. It used to be $5,000. Even if it was $5,000 years ago, a mastermind, look, you've made uh, so much more than that. Yeah, so so $3,000 for the year. You did one live event in person. Uh, what else was in part of that mastermind? Is it a monthly call, weekly call? Yeah, so we 
Um, I got to give a shout out to Jonathan Milligan. Great guy, has a great mastermind course. And it's a course that teaches you how to do a mastermind. So I, I enrolled in uh, that course, just a little, little course that he's got. It's gold. But we had a Zoom channel. Uh, I'm sorry, a Slack channel. So Slack is an app that's on your smartphone, it's on your laptop, your desktop, whatever. And the Slack allows you to have daily communication. If you want, you can create different channels of conversation. We had a Zoom uh, monthly live video where someone was on the hot seat and we would basically bring them in focus and, and talk about them and their business and, and help them out. And then the live event. So Essentially, a daily Slack channel, a monthly video, and then a, a one-time live event. Nice, and for three thousand, that's pretty cheap, actually. It so, is. So, guys, there, there, you definitely can pull this off. And what was the name of the course that you talked about? Jonathan Milligan, and what does he call that thing? He call he might call it like Circle of Influence. Jonathan Milligan, great guy, and uh, it just teaches you how to do a mastermind, like super cheap. Gee, it's amazing. He put his blood, sweat, and tears into that course. It was gotcha. great. And also, I want to point people to podcastanswerman.com slash 400. Uh, that's episode number 400 of this podcast. And I gave a one-hour recording of all of my advice for creating your own mastermind group. So if any of you are thinking about this stream of income as it relates to your book, uh, then certainly check out podcastanswerman.com slash 400 as well. Stream number six. Stream number six, self-study online coaching program. So again, we've done all this. One of the things that we did with my last three books, Your Secret Name, The Deeper Path, and Day Job to Dream Job, is we turned a self-study online coaching program. What this means is that includes curriculum, meaning a workbook. It includes videos. And it includes a community element, a private Facebook group. So those three things, and again, different price points. You know, the the list price is one ninety seven. Um, if you do it off of a webinar or something like that, we might you know give it away at ninety seven once in a great while. But again, that's passive income. It's your book turned into a curriculum, turned into about ten videos, and then a live community element where. You're just showing up and allowing these people to connect relationally, uh, not much more than that. Awesome. Number seven. Number seven, um, a live coaching program. Same thing as the self-study. Throw in five to ten live calls with it. And again, people say, oh my gosh, I can be with Cliff for ten weeks on coaching calls in a small group and get that content and that curriculum. You can increase the price two to five times more because you are literally serving these people with life coaching. Number eight. Certification programs. Each one of the last three books that I've done, I've created a certified uh, training program for the coaches and speakers. So now I have people all over the world, over 100, going out and they're certified on my content and they love it. It's a tool in their toolbox and they keep all the proceeds, but they pay a high dollar to be part of your program. And how much does that cost, by the way? So we have, uh, it's it scales. We basically have a, a $1,500 option. That is dirt cheap. Um, I'm part of a certification program I joined five years ago. It was $5,000. Um, when we first started, we wanted to just get 
numbers up and good quality people. So we, we have New Zealand, Uganda, Honduras. We have all kinds of teams all over the world. And uh, authors, depending on what they're, the value they're creating for people, they could charge anything from 1000 to 5000 even even a $10,000 certification process. Nice. Number nine. Keynote speaking. I actually write chapters, Cliff, thinking one day I'm going to be on stage giving this as a keynote. Therefore, I'm going to write it with different stories, points, and uh, uh, different types of matrix and paradigms. And yeah, you know it as well as I do. Keynote speaking is very lucrative as well as the influence and impact you can have with people as well. No doubt about that. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Number 10, seminars. Um, I do a monthly seminar in my Columbus, Ohio community. And uh, a lot of times I do this as a free seminar. And then I say, folks, if you like what you've uh, tasted today, go ahead and jump into the next level. And this is a constant feeder for our business. Give away uh, your content in a seminar or you can do a paid seminar, uh, this type of thing. Why don't we put slash webinar? Gotcha. Slash webinar. I love that. Yeah. All right. Number 11. Number 11, a conference. Um, I've been doing a conference now for the last four years. It's called ignitingsoulsconference.com. And you can definitely take your course, uh, your book, and turn it into um, actually sessions, full sessions. Build a whole conference. Your book's eight chapters. Great. There's your eight sessions for a two-day conference. I love that. Number 12. This is our workshop immersion experience. This is instead of a conference where you're sitting at a hotel, this is where Dan, Joanne Miller, and I, we went to literally Shawshank Prison in Ohio, literally Sparkspace, the most creative uh, business um, meeting space in the world. And you basically take your, your content of your book, but now you are on a cruise um, you are traveling somewhere maybe that's relevant, even fiction. Why not take a workshop immersion experience to where your fiction book takes place? I don't believe the lie that fiction authors can't make money. I think it's, uh, it's a false self-limiting belief. Yeah, I think Stephanie Myers made a little bit of money <laughs> off of the Twilight series. And did, don't they have like Harry Potterville somewhere in the world, uh, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely, a- absolutely. All right, number 13. Number 13, at this level, once you begin to do those first 12, people begin to look at you and they say, what in the world is this guy or gal doing? They are an expert when it comes to writing. And so at level 13, you can begin to create your own author program where just like Cliff and I get all the time, hey, can we pick your brain? Hey, can we take you out for coffee, buy you lunch, this type of thing. Um, Now you can create your own author program where you're essentially selling your success your paradigms, your uh, email, your swipe copy, all the stuff that you've done to build up your business, and you can create your own author program. Excellent. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few moments, but uh, number 14? Number 14. Um, I rarely do this now anymore, but back in the day I did a few years ago. It actually paid for me to go from day job to dream job. High-end book creation consulting. So this isn't an author program where you jump in and you know you're you're coaching dozens or hundreds of authors. No, this is a high-end selective uh client 
who basically has a lot of income, not a lot of time, and they hire you just like you've been hired in this way, Cliff, yep. in the past to uh, to do that high-end book creation consulting. And then number 15 is the high-end book marketing and launch consulting. And just like you give birth to a baby, that's what a book is. You have to grow up that baby, and that's what a launch is. And an effective launch, uh, again, you can turn your book success that you've gained and now turn it into high-end marketing and launch consulting. Kerry, you and I are going to do a webinar together, and uh, we're going to do that on Tuesday, January 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll say that again in just a few minutes, but tell us real quickly, what is this webinar that we're doing together? I love this webinar. I've done it a, f- a few times, every time I do it, um, we literally have thousands of people sign up because what I do is I show kind of the the lies, the, the misbeliefs about publishing. Most people today, they think I either publish traditionally and beat my head up against a wall to try to find a agent, and then if I find an agent, then we have to convince a publisher, and usually they say your platform's not big enough so on and so forth. And it's a very sad story that takes a lot of time. And even if you do get signed, you lose control, you lose 85% of the royalties. It's not a good deal um, for most people. Okay. Most right. people. Um, I've been traditionally published six times. Was it good? Sure. Did I learn a lot? Yes. Am I publishing my next book traditionally? No, um, I'm actually not. Um, so then other people think self-publishing. And that's where you build the house yourself. And last time I checked, I don't want to build a house. I don't want to be a general contractor taking care of all kinds of subs, drywall, electricity, plumbing. I mean, most people are busy that we know. So self-publishing is kind of like this alternative that most people cringe and they say, well, I guess I'll Google everything in the world and, you know, it'll just be a a landmine. I'll get some good, some bad. There's another way. There's another way how to publish. And this is what the webinar is. It's the best of both worlds. And I show people a crazy cool process. Everyone gets a robust free guidebook for signing up, which is about 20 pages. And it's all electronic where they can take notes, save it. Even if the book's one or two years away from from creating in their mind, this is a tremendous resource. And then we throw in a great gift as well. Um, that uh, everybody gets a, a fantastic bonus. It took us 100 hours to create, my team and I. We give that away free. And by the way, Cliff, this is not a click-to-buy webinar. This is not like at the end, if you really like it, you click a button and you whip out your credit card. Um, we don't do that on this webinar. We talk about um, you know what the program involves, but this isn't the high-pressure thing. This is me showing up, serving you, serving your listeners, and we're going to have a really fun time. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things I enjoy about the the fact that we're going to do this webinar is there's no hard sell at the end. Uh, in fact, there's no opportunity for you to give a credit card at the end. If you want to sign up for this webinar, it's going to be, again, Tuesday, January 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And there will be a replay that's available if you're not able to make it live. But what I'm going to ask you to do, if you want to get access to the webinar or even the replay after, go ahead and sign up 
for the webinar, even if you're not going to be able to attend, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash author. It'll take you to the sign-up form. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash author. What specifically is the one thing for somebody who they have been wanting to write a book, they're just not sure that they can, that they have time, that they have the gifts, the talents, whatever, what is it in this webinar that will be the most beneficial to that person? What it's going to do is it's going to remove the mystery. A lot of people, they walk into a library or into a bookstore and there's books, but it's kind of like how in the world do you actually do that? And in this webinar, I'm going to talk about, in fact, I've had industry leaders in publishing jump on this webinar and they weren't just, you know, stroking my, my ego. They, they literally said, Carrie, I learned amazing things from this webinar that is just not being talked about. There's too much ambiguity out there. There's too much bad information. Like one we just said, well, you can't make income with fiction. And I'm thinking, what in the world? What are these people talking about? You know, they Google things. And again, whatever is the top search rank, that's what they, oh, that's, that's the way it is with books. So what I want to challenge people to do is folks, every week I literally open up my email inbox and I get a letter from somebody, an email that says, Carrie, you don't know me, but I'll tell you what, the, the book that you wrote where you talked about your struggle or you talked about your pain or you talked about uh, your failure. See, a lot of times those are the stories that give people hope and yeah. courage. And I get stories all the time from people that I will never meet that the book became that brain picking session that so many people want from, from leaders that they just can't give. And the book becomes that, that intimate conversation. I want to challenge your listeners and say, if you have a dream to write a book, take it as a sign that you're hearing Cliff right now and just jump on. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. Absolutely. Nothing to lose. No high pressure sales, anything like that. And this webinar will be full of value. And if you go over to podcastanswerman.com slash author, you'll get signed up for this webinar. And that's the only way also that you'll be notified of the replay. So make sure that you do that podcastanswerman.com slash author. Carrie, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. And I look forward to uh, being on this webinar with you and, and, and learning a little bit more and taking this further. I can't wait, Cliff. We'll see you then. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Carrie. And again, I hope to see many of you on the webinar this Tuesday. Head over to podcastanswerman.com slash author. And just one more reminder real quick, it is the beginning of the new year and if you want to launch a podcast, depending on when you're listening to this, it may not be too late to get into session 23 of Podcasting A to Z that starts this Monday, January 4th. Head over to podcastingatoz.com for that. Well, folks, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year and until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Helping you take everything you do to the next level